Yulia Navalnaya today reiterated her belief that the president killed her husband, Alexei, urging the media not to be diverted by Kremlin narratives. News today also that Navalny's mother has now seen her son's body. Yesterday evening, they secretly took me to the morgue, where they showed me Alexei. The investigators claim that they know the cause of the death, that they have all the medical and legal documents ready, which I saw and I signed the medical death certificate. The death of Russia's most prominent opposition leader has shaken supporters. An independent human rights monitor in Russia reports that some of those detained at vigils for Navalny in St. Petersburg have now received military draft summons to fight here in Ukraine. So let's bring in the former Russian MP, Sergei Markov. He is from Putin's political party, and he is joining me now from Moscow. Sergei Markov, welcome to the program. Um, there's just so much to ask you, but first I want to ask you about, uh, about the, the death of Alexei Navalny and how, how the West, how you think the world is going to react to it, and are you surprised by the way the world has reacted to it? No, absolutely no surprise. Most of the uh, world uh, reacted uh, just uh, neutrally, understanding that it uh, could uh, happen, and uh, Western leaders uh, tried to use the death of any uh, political opponent to Vladimir Putin for the uh, denying of the legitimacy of the uh, new uh, election of uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, Western leaders uh, want uh, uh, political isolation of Vladimir Putin, and they want to use the death and election for those purposes. They want to call, okay, before this, Vladimir Putin was, uh, you know, uh, by law uh, president, uh, bad president, of course, very much, uh, criminal, criminal and so on but nevertheless legal president. But now, oh, he already will be not legal because uh, he killed uh, Alexei Navalny. It's a plan uh, absolutely uh, clear for uh, everybody. As to Alexei Navalny, uh, that's, you know, I uh, knew him, uh, I knew him uh, personally. I met him uh, many, many times and I discussed with him. He was very bright. He was very well educated, very uh, modern style. Uh, politician and he had uh, good political perspectives uh, but they political his political perspective finished uh, not now but 10 years ago when Alexei Navalny did not recognize Crimean people rejoining with Russia you know this decision of Crimean people have been supported by more than 90 percent of Russian population and in the moment when Alexei Navalny deny to uh, support uh, Crimea, he uh, killed himself as a political leader. Uh, then okay. he became All right. let, let me just marginalized. I, I, un I, I understand that, that in your system, he alienated himself because he didn't accept what the rest of the world believes is an illegal annexation. I mean, let's just put that out there. But I do actually want to ask you whether you think it's fair and right or is it just revenge that some of his supporters who've just gone to lay flowers at a memorial have been given draft notices essentially to come here and be killed? I mean, what does that sound like? 
I think uh, this is a situation uh, happened when the country in the war. Uh, you know, we regard ourselves that we're in the war with huge coalition of the more than 50 countries led by United States, Britain, uh, and European Union. It's the biggest coalition in the world, in the, in the human history, and they attacking us. Your coalition who are making aggression against Russia bigger than coalition of Napoleon Bonaparte and coalition of Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. And we are in resistance. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, Russian public opinion regards those who uh, claim themselves as friendly to United States of America. Mm -hmm. They regard themselves as uh, enemy of Russia. And that's why uh, such uh, uh, behavior. It's not behavior in the normal okay. situation. Uh, it's behavior in the situation um, of the country in the world. Um, uh, uh, Sergei Markov, let me just uh, ask you, I mean, again, you know, you've said it from your perspective, but most people in the world, including at the UN, know that it was an illegal invasion by Russia and actually it's Ukraine that's resisting. So my question to you would be, and I would put it to President Putin too if I could, why would you want to send so many of your own people to be slaughtered on the battlefield here, just for inches of territory that's creating a bloodbath that we have not seen the likes of since World War I. In Avdivka, we understand that it was one Ukrainian death for seven Russian deaths. Why is this good for Russia? Uh, first of all, according to our information, the number of deaths in proportion one Russian to soldiers to two or three Ukrainian soldiers. But the tragedy is that uh, every dead Ukrainian soldiers, uh, they're Russians. For us, it's civil war. For us, it's our people. For us, Ukrainian uh, citizens, it's those uh, citizens who should be part of the Russian. For us, and for her history, in the every history uh, textbook, the Ukraine is part of the Russia during 1000, except Polish occupation, German occupation, and American occupation uh, of Ukraine um, uh, right now. And the reason why Vladimir Putin started uh, the war, it was uh, our prediction that this war will happen anyway uh, with, and will start with, with aggression of American proxy army, which is Ukrainian army, against Donbass. It's planned exactly um, to the uh, 2023. Uh, and the idea of uh, those plan was to crash, uh, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin as leader and to have uh, intensive uh, political repression against pro-Russian people in Donbass uh, region, exactly yeah. as uh, Ukrainian regime make total political repression against pro-Russian people in Kharkiv, in Odessa, in Nikolaev, in Zaporozhye, mm. in Kherson. In Kirovograd mm. and another unhumorous Ukrainian city. Vladimir Putin didn't want uh, to re uh, that Ukrainian regime will repeat same re political repression on Donbass. Um, Sergey, I, I know that that's your narrative. I know that that's what Russia and you all and President Putin would be saying from the beginning. Um, but my question to you is: You've just said essentially Ukraine doesn't exist; that it's part of Russia. 
And I'm wondering, you know, that we, we know uh, that history shows that actually um, Ukraine, Kyiv, is double the age of Moscow itself. So it's a much older civilization than Moscow. And I just wonder whether you're not worried that when you deny the existence of a people and a nation, you're not setting yourself up for the kind of war crime talk that could be adjudicated in the future. Oh, yeah, you know, interesting question. Uh, of course, uh, a capital, uh, keep it's uh, a former capital, but it's our capital. Open the history textbooks. They call themselves not Ukrainians. All, uh, all uh, leaders of Kiev uh, uh, as capital, they call them then only Russians. They're Russians. It's what we uh, want to say. And uh, Ukrainian narrative, it's a neo-colonial narrative which, uh, first of all, had been exposed by Polish occupation, then used by German occupation during World War I, then used by Bolsheviks who want to uh, divide uh, uh, Russian people the uh, different And now it's used by American occupation of uh, Ukraine. So, right. But in fact, they are Russians. Yes, that's right. Capital is a capital. Keep uh, its capital. But it's our capital. It's not, uh, um, it's capital of the, our whole people. That's why we call so, this war a civil war. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. And final question. You say that it's ours. President Putin is about to be selected as the, uh, you know, enduring Russian president, almost no opposition. What do you think then he will do in his next term? Is this war going to continue? Is there any, are you hearing anything about any kind of move in Moscow or the Kremlin to have any negotiations to end the war? Uh, he will do the same. Uh, according to sociology, uh, he will get something about, about 75%. The pro uh, but Putin has a position. He has strong opposition. It's communist opposition about yeah, yeah. his economic policy. It's nationalistic opposition about Putin's liberal migration policy. Uh, but, of course, the nation is united situation in war. Putin for us now as Churchill in Britain in the war against Hitler as a uh, Theodore, uh, as a Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, for Americans in the World War II. Uh, All right, Sergei Markov, thank you very much for joining us from Russia with your very specific point of view, which I know is the narrative in Moscow. Thank you so much for being with us.